What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight. We are coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm Caleb Pearson. Joining me on the hosting table, Miss Alicia Battaglia. Alicia, how are you? I'm doing very well today. Very good. Good Thank to see you. you again. Thank you. Uh, Halloween ambitions, where are we at? You know, none, we're less probably, than none. We're probably going to go to FSAT, the last FSAT outside. Oh, that's right. It is on Saturday. Which is, yeah. So um, in our neighborhood, we don't really have trick-or-treaters. So, um, okay. But if we do, we'll be ready. Yeah, it's like mine. Well, if they come to my house, they're very <laughs> ambitious. They're lost <laughs> trick-or-treaters. <laughs> You'll adopt them. Yeah. Uh, so the Halloween thing is tricky because, mm-hmm. I mean, you can get individually wrapped candy. There's ways to do it. So I, I saw something with... quite brilliant. It was, I think it was a meme, but, or something, I don't yeah. know. But it was this tube that... I saw it. Did you see that? So from the door down yes, to the you step, you put sit. in the candy and it goes... It down. <laughs> Maybe it was a cartoon in the newspaper I don't know. or something. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but... Awesome. Well, well, we'll chat some Halloween stuff. He's back uh, for the second and maybe final time for a while. Yeah, I don't have anything. I don't know. On we'll have to. We'll, we'll, up, right. we'll bring you back on just to talk about Mark Carey and all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, that'd be better. <laughs> uh, I like that. Episode. Pastor Dennis McNutt is here, wrapping up his second weekend. Um, was FSAT colder or equal equal temp to the first time you were up? I think it was a little warmer than was the it first really? week. Oh, okay. So we weren't there. Okay. We we watched online this weekend. Okay, we had we were we had all intentions of going, but we we babysat some little fun little people gotcha. on Saturday, nice. and we had a day plum packed yeah. full of fun, and we just couldn't swing it. So all right, yeah, was, I think it was a little warmer than the weekend before. Still chilly. Yeah, still definitely chilly. Yeah. People brought blankets and get comfortable and you know dressed I warm think for it. This Saturday is probably going to be a little chilly too. And this yeah. will be the last one outside. And then, mm-hmm. so inside sanctuary, I guess, back to back to the way it was. I don't know. But mm-hmm. None of us are in charge of planning that, so <laughs> good luck to you guys, those that are. Um, guys, let's jump into a Sunday in review. Uh, the content of the law, spooky stuff. Happy Halloween, everyone. Um, Dennis kind of wrapped up his two-part series, um, taking a, a bit of a break, but more just a lot of scriptural support for what we're getting ready to do, Romans 8. So right off the bat, Pastor Dennis, anything... Um, from this weekend, I mean, give us a brief recap of what you talked about, and then was there anything that you were like, I wish I had time for this, or you wrapped it all up and were like, dang it, on the way home, <laughs> there was something I would have Oh, there's loved always to... something, you know, when you got yeah. 35 minutes to cover the content of the law, um, you're going to leave a lot out. That's a lot. Right. So, you know, the big picture goal of the two weeks was to show, to, to was really to give a big picture of the law um, mm-hmm. in those two aspects. One is the uh, understanding the purpose of the law. So when you do get into studying it and you hear the references in the New Testament to it, you have it in its right and proper place. And then, uh, and then the second half was to see the content of the law and how it really aligns with the purpose of the law. I mean, the, the connection of the law and the fulfillment of the Holy Spirit, both in purpose and in content, uh, was the big picture of what I wanted to communicate over these two weeks. Mm. Uh, that's really good. Jesus, yeah. the embodiment of love. I loved that that was kind of one way to, to define him. Alicia, go ahead. Yeah, last week was was neat. It was like a puzzle that you just beautifully mm. put together with all of the different pieces of everything. And then this week, I think of it as being rather a full circle. We've come f- full circle mm. with the content of the law, which has always meant to be love, and that... Uh, Jesus 
came to fulfill the law and the prophets. And love is that golden thread through mm. and through that just brings us around full circle. Right. Mm. That's really good. And it's interesting. I'm, so I'm doing uh, some seminary classes at Grace School Online, and I'm, we're talking about charting. And I was like, Dennis just had a chart last week of his like entire service. It was perfect. I was able to be like, yeah, well, we actually do use this here at, at Fellowship, but it, it painted yeah. a very good picture. And then even this past week, one thing that stood out to me was just the simple, the simple graphic of the Ten Commandments and looking mm-hmm. at them at an element of love. You know, there are four of, of loving God, and then there are six of loving others. And it really puts it all in this, in this one neat package, this one you know, story. Um, that really points to Jesus. That's just so good because it, it, it's so easily displaced. Yeah, yeah. There was Moses, and but then there's this Jesus guy. Where how does it all come together? So to see God's master plan in all of it is really cool. Yeah. So Mark Francis is not here, uh, but we had small group last night, and uh, one of the things that stood out to him was the secret ingredient to the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, you know, and mm. that a secret ingredient is Christ and his love for us. And, um, and I agree that the focus is his love and his glory, his, his glory and his love is so glorious and his death on the cross on our behalf. And, um, yeah, I would have liked to spend 35 minutes just focused on God's love for yeah. us. I mean, because that's the empowerment. I right. mean, that's where, you know, you could call it the not-so-secret ingredient, I guess. We know that as Christians. Right. But to really see it theologically in Scripture, that that is the, the like, heart-changing thing that is going mm-hmm. on as, as the Holy Spirit is pouring out the love of God in our hearts. And, and the more we grasp His love for us, the more freedom is, or more liberty there is, the more we're now empowered to walk in that love. And, and love other people. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that in, that's... Uh, you know, so crucial and such a, you know, we think of the Holy Spirit and we think of, you know, I, I think we, we have all these kind of maybe mystical thoughts of mm. what the Holy Spirit's doing in us. But, the, but biblically, what we're seeing, the recurring thing of what the Holy Spirit's doing, he's crying out in our hearts, Abba, Father. You know, it's this, you know, we're seeing the love of God and we're in now this relationship and that is the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. So, mm. you know, that is the heart and soul of it that's... That, that's accomplishing that heart change from the week before, that purpose. Right, that. right. Hmm. Yeah, the, you brought the Luke passage about the Pharisees into the picture and um, how they use the law as a mechanism to, to basically judge. to hate, to, hate. to judge, yeah. uh, to ultimately destroy and bring death. And um, that was, it was really interesting because the Pharisees, they were completely missing the point um, and missing the Lord's heart because they were so intent and too busy hating the sinners, <laughs> what, what, what they thought was Yeah, and you think of acceptable. all the examples of that, you know, and, and we, you know, dragging the adulterous woman out in front of the crowd and talking about stone and earth, you know, where... Or uh, the 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 man that's healed that they cast out of the synagogue, like the, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're not they're not they have no heart or compassion for you know they're not ministering to mm. the good. very and they're, people. They're the, busying themselves to try to trap Jesus right. into breaking the law, uh, which is yeah so to deceiving. see to see whether or not he would heal on the Sabbath. And then Luke six eleven is such like a 
but they were filled with fury and discussed with one another what they might do to Jesus. Right. <laughs> Can you imagine being a part of that conversation? Yeah. Like, what should we do to this guy? Yeah. They're, they're, they're creative energies now. How do we stop this force? Yeah. And you know, I, that's something that when you speak of what would I like to you know, be able to go into more, but you see that spirit in the world today. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is the operation of the world. I mean, and I don't know how you guys feel, but I... I kind of hate election years because the divisiveness. <laughs> then you do know how we feel, right? Yeah. <laughs> and reaches we have a one crescendo. week left yeah. until the election. Yeah, yeah you know, and I have heat. you know opinions and thoughts and all that, and all, right. but it, but there's but it's there's just so much divisiveness mm-hmm. that it's I mean it's mm-hmm. contrary to our call as the Holy Spirit. So it's right. it's hard to n- navigate those waters a lot of times as a believer because things are just so divisive. One one of the people in our small group last night, um, he he brought some application and basically a call for us to check our hearts and to be introspective to see how we might be legalistic Mm. in our thinking and in our spiritual walk and where we're not showing love, where we're not showing grace to one another. And um, I thought that was a really good question because for me, I, you know, you, you were talking about how how hate arises in us. Um, and I feel that battle. Um, and especially when being opposed, you know, my, my first inclination is one to justify myself and defend myself. And, um, and so I think about, well, I, how can I align my heart with God's heart? And, um, just put on that humility and walk in that freedom of love to be able to love, extend that love. I don't have to let that old nature that that or that old man um, rule me anymore. Right. I've been given a, a new self, a new person, a new identity. And uh, the Holy Spirit is what empowers me to love. Yeah. And so um, in this light you know in this time of social injustice political differences even um i was thinking about church church hurt you know Mm. i i've i'm sure we've all experienced hurt within the church and um how how do we practically put on love and extend that grace Mm. to to one another yeah and i think that's i mean I, i i don't know if i mentioned this in each of the services but uh you know when jesus calls us to love our our enemies mm. i mean it, it, it's one way to look at those hurts those th- th- things that we experience is, that are hurtful or when we come into confrontation with people or there is divisiveness going on those are the very opportunities we have to be christ-like mm. right because it's easy to love people that love us when mm. everything's going nice and everything you know jesus mm. says the gentiles can do that you know it's it takes the empowerment of the holy spirit to love so it's in those very moments of conflict those very moments of hurt and um you know in a marriage in a church Mm -hmm. in a community um those are the moments to grow in our christ-likeness because that's when we really start to understand what it means to love somebody who's being hostile towards us or somebody that's hurt us or Mm -hmm. you know to forgive and um and that's you know that's really that christ-like love that's the distinguishing characteristic Mm. of it and then too when we are the one who are (laughs) guilty and afflicting that wrong on another Mm. person uh 
just repenting and asking for forgiveness and going to the blood of Jesus for cleansing right. for our own yeah. sin that we've brought to the table. Because a lot of times it can be like, oh, what's been done to me? But wait a minute, what am I doing to others? And I, I was thinking about even just the little things of um, how in the moment of the day when people are talking to me and I don't want to be interrupted in my thoughts or whatever <laughs> I'm listening to or whatever, or if I, there's a way that a need that I see in my household that I can just step in and fulfill that, like die to myself and step in. Mm. And um, Well, that, that was a, one of my big goals for this week's sermon was to shift our thinking, to kind of renew our mind when we consider our own sin. Right, mm -hmm. so when I do sin, whatever through lying or through cheating or f through coveting or lusting, that that I not see those things in a legalistic way of I broke some thou shalt not, right. but to see it as the heart issue of right. I have hated, you yeah. know, I've gone against the very character and nature of God, right, uh, in that, and so, and I think once we understand what what sin really is on that level, then we understand where the Holy Spirit comes in mm -hmm. and where we can start to see victory and experience victory over those things. Right. And it's, it's, it's always back to love and always back to Jesus, but it's so easy to live like, surely that can't be true. There's got to be something else I can kind of figure out. But even if you look at the way Paul was interacting with all these different churches, he's pointing them back to the gospel despite their circumstance. I mean, for, for, for the Romans, it was to have the right gospel. For... All the, for, for the Corinthians, it was to have a restorative gospel. Uh, for the Thessalonians, it was to have a strong gospel to rely on it. For the, the Galatians, it was to have a pure gospel. Stop mm -hmm. adding to it. But he's pointing to the gospel. And, and uh, like Pastor Dennis, where you went, John 15, talking about Jesus, not Israel, is the vine, right? Using Old Testament language to really paint a vivid picture of who he is. But also it's about abiding in his love, not abiding mm -hmm. by what we decide our moral compass is, mm -hmm. but it truly is acting out of that love statement. And, I, mm -hmm. and it's so good to lay the foundation for Romans 8 because there will be that huge emphasis on the Holy Spirit enabling us to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, we, and a huge emphasis on, on trusting and relying in God's love. Right. Yeah, not Which our Which sets the stage for then Romans 12, 13, 14. That's right. where, yeah. where we're going. Right, right. Yeah. right. Mm -hmm. Mark Francis, he, I, I asked him what, he, what his light bulb moment was and what he would want to share for today. And his was right along that John 15 passage in verse 12. Uh, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. And what jumped out for him was when Jesus said, this is my commandment, as if Jesus was implying that he is replacing the old covenant or the old law. And all that will be left for us to follow is to love. Right. And um, in, in the, his new covenant. And the beauty of that is that the Old, ten, the old Testament Ten Commandments content is love. Hmm. But the people just didn't see it that way. But and they weren't empowered. They didn't it, have right? the they power the of so the it Holy Spirit. This needed heart change. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. The law being the basis for condemnation, not salvation, is a huge thing that I know has helped me really digest some of those passages and some of those stories. And and I think you, you just can't help it, right? Even me growing up in this church, getting the Sunday school lessons, knowing what the Old Testament and the Ten Commandments looks like from a Veggie Tales perspective. They can't quite iron it in, but remember, it's all about love. Like they're just trying to share these Bible stories. But to really get to Jesus in the gospel and, and root yourself there, 
It really the is. The rest of the Bible isn't love. isn't so displaced anymore. And mm-hmm. and I think by nature we will displace it or 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 as you grow up in the faith you can displace all these different elements of our God. I mean that's going to be a lifelong pursuit of all this knowledge of him. But mm-hmm. it's it's a lot to unpack and it's just I love asking the teaching pastor 35 minutes. I mean, how you're the one that has to rule out, nah, that scripture ain't making the cut. Like, well, right. what's that like? And I, and I have a question for you more just practically. Yeah. All these four different services with the Saturday night vibe being a little bit, I don't know, a little bit more informal per sure. se. Yeah, it's looser for sure. Do you find yourself varying in what you share and what you bring up? Because on multiple occasions, I've heard a pastor say, I don't remember which service I said this in. Right. Yeah, that <laughs> happens. Um, definitely. You know, I, I, FSAT. Uh, you know, like the first week, I went 15 minutes over. Yeah, the, this week, I only good. went five minutes over. So I <laughs> yeah, scaled yeah. back on that. But you definitely get going yeah. differently, and dif- you'll have different thoughts as you're speaking right. um, that you'll pop in. And then, you know, weird things. And and this is just me and my inexperience in 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 being upfront and preaching like that. But the uh, F2, so the third, the last time I did it, yeah, I kind of just was rolling, not looking at my notes too much. And then I realized I had kind of. And uh, the, I asked my wife and, and people, they didn't pick up on this, really. There was one person who picked up on it. But <laughs> there's there's always that one yeah, person. Yeah, 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 they were great, actually. They were helpful. Because anyway, I knew I had to jump back because I, I had started okay. getting into something that I hadn't laid the foundation okay. for yet. So I rewound and got back in my notes. Yeah. And I get towards the end, and I had more time left than I had. You know, I'm looking at the clock. like, what is this? I'm like, yeah, how did I end up with more time left? (laughs) So I went in a little more applicational stuff. Mm. And then it wasn't until I was out in the lobby, and I was talking to a friend, and they're like, yeah, there was one slide that went up. You never, I never went into the Luke 6 failure of the Pharisees. Oh, no. So I skipped that whole slide and that whole part. So that was how I gave it. Interesting. So, yeah, that stuff happens as you're going, and you're just kind of, you know, some of it. Right. So the the but. and the one that's online is the nine a.m. service, yes. which is F one. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. The mm-hmm. one that goes no, online. It's, it's there. A. But yeah. it, it, I love to ask that question. I know our listeners value it. You know what? It, what is it really like from the pastor, the preacher's perspective? Because you know the homily, the spiritual component of is a very practical behind the scenes of like, oh shoot, I didn't say this. I should have said this. Right. What, you know what's you know and like? and watching and over the years and growing, just watching Mark preach and how he forms his sermons and Don and and all these guys John I mean we've you know so it's you know I'm kind of the new guy on the street so it's great for Mm -hmm. me to have that kind of that tutelage and people to watch and see you know and that importance when you're doing a 30 a sermon's very different from a learning center class I mean you it's just a different thing and so I'm growing and understanding that but that importance of having that one what is that one big idea yeah Mm -hmm. what is that one big idea that you're Mm -hmm. trying to communicate Mm -hmm. and so when you're deciding once you've kind of settled on, here's the big idea I want to communicate, and then you're sifting through, all right, I'm not going to be able to go into that passage, not going to be able to, you're kind of trying to sift down to what are the key passages I need to bring to bear that supports mm. that one big idea that you're trying mm. to communicate. And, mm. you know, some of these guys are just really, really great at that. So yeah. I, yeah. When I can I can be a, I can right. be too much of a fire hose. I felt like, personally, I felt like this week I was slower. I felt like I my pace was <laughs> you were, better than I heard, typically I, yeah. my this pace is normally yeah. no, is. This is. I heard so. great feedback. Everyone said your your voice was lower. Okay. It was easier to, to, to stay with you. So, right. so Very, I'm growing. You are growing. I have to grow in, growing. in, in, in I think kind it's of a thing. Just the diversity and different yeah. personalities that I I think that that is a wonderful gift to oh, the body. Sure. To, right. I mean, how boring would it be if you're all preaching the same in the same monotone voice? Sure. You know, right. and God uh, uses personality. Yes, right. He He's speaking does. truth through personality. That's yep. what He does. That's how the scriptures were written. That's God right. speaks through personalities mm-hmm. through right. these verses. Good. So right. Paul wrote different than and, John. And what's just so great yeah. about this church, especially, and growing up in FBC. It, 
regardless of who's up there, there's there's a call to the gospel, but also a strong encouragement to really wrestle with this stuff and continue to, to look at it. You know, mm-hmm. this is not to nitpick and just put a package of, of scripture here for your week, but there really is an emphasis on church life. And so I, I do like that there's now this, you know, announcement of prioritizing the body, right? Mark's not here to talk about it, but he would. Because... Mm-hmm. It's so funny that there's a graphic up there that says we're called to prioritize the body because we, we always are, mm-hmm. um, and the elders are working on that specifically, and that's great. But it's 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 a blessing and a gift to really hear a call of the scriptures. We can jump into them, but it's also so we can get out of them and really wrestle and, and make it real for mm-hmm. us. And that was so much in line with this week's message, right? right. That, that mm-hmm. we are to be a body of love. Like I could yeah. have gone, I could have spent time going into spiritual I can imagine gifts so, mm-hmm. and yeah. how. Right. All the spiritual gifts are about building up of others. Right. Other None of them are for my benefit. Right. Or, you know, and so just all of that that comes in, comes to bear and how we prioritize the body of Christ in love and mm. be this shining light. I think you did so. just a fantastic job with both weeks and just like I said earlier, just that how how this week we've we've come full circle and uh, I love when you were talking about the beauty of what God has done and. The irony, the great irony of it all is we're no longer under the law mm. and we've been made new and we're now free to love others more freely, like more than we love ourselves. And as we learn to do that, we are fulfilling the law mm. that we, we're not under anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah, as we're I using mean, our spiritual just, gifts and prioritizing yeah, the body and loving right. one another, like the law is being fulfilled in us. So that's right. the so cool. incredible way God has worked that out. Yeah. 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 So. I mean, how how beautiful is God's whole plan of redemption mm. and how he includes us in this story. Mm-hmm. It's really remarkable. Yeah, you know, that'd be another, you're asking about, you know, roads I would have gone down or like to spend more time on, but one of them is that idea of freedom. Mm. Um, And and this is why, like at FBC, we emphasize the grace of God and how, you know, apart from works, we are saved. And in that is this freedom because of the love of God. And it, um, what I would have liked to really plumb the depths of more is it's, it's only a free person that can love. Right, you can't love mm-hmm. when you're not a free person. You know, right. you take that to an extreme. A robot can't love. Like, there's no, you know, it's dead. you can program a robot to <laughs> I love to you. do loving actions, <laughs> right. maybe, yeah. Yeah. but a, a, a robot mm-hmm. can't love. So that's mm-hmm. on one end of the extreme. So it's only in freedom that you are able to fulfill mm-hmm. the law. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so that's and that reminds me about just uh, in the Ephesians five passage uh, when you were talking about how our power is because of the Holy Spirit, but Christ's work, what he did wasn't just because of a feeling, but the cross of Christ is where he actively sought to do good on our behalf. There was Hmm. action that took place there. And um, love is is God. Love is a person um, who displays this beautiful action towards us. Yeah, so God's love, even so, you know, we get that first John passage. God is love, mm-hmm. okay, but, um, but, but apart from Jesus, that love never becomes embodied. So when we right. say, you know, God took on flesh, love took on flesh, right? So now that very embodiment is the act now—the mm-hmm. the healing of the people, yeah. the washing of the disciples' feet, mm-hmm. the 
um, you know, the, ultimately the going to the cross, like it is the embodiment of love that is able to do that. Right. So even in, even God doesn't just leave his love as this theoretical um, abstract. Right. He brings it it's to the flesh. concrete, right? It's in flesh now. Yeah. And so in the same way, like that's, you know, we don't leave our, the Holy Spirit in mm-hmm. this abstract. Mm-hmm. We embody mm-hmm. that. We mm-hmm. walk in that. We, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's his actively seeking the good of others. Mm-hmm. Um, when it pivots the what would Jesus do question away from what's, how, how can I do the right thing and really emphasizes, well, how can I love the right way? Right. Because it's not about what I need to do to get right in the eyes of this Jesus or get the approval of other people. But it's just, and you know, Mark says it, you're acting in accordance with who you are if you've mm. accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So it, it, it flips those questions, those struggles on their head, and I, and I think it really just comes down to perspective. I mean, even you, we mentioned the election year, right? The, we need perspective right. <laughs> on this thing. And we need the church to be the church, yeah. right? In the midst of these and days. not anything you know, else. With, the, with right. racial strife going mm-hmm. on, with mm-hmm. conflict in the world, you know, mm-hmm. the world comes up with solutions to real injustices that are, and the problem when we see those is their solutions are divisive. Um, you know, the, so we mm. see as a solution is to to kill more or to riot or to uh, hurl, you know, insults to, you know, that's uh, the action in response to an injustice. Mm. How do we be the church mm-hmm. that is actively carrying on a ministry of reconciliation, seeking, mm. bringing healing, bringing unity, bringing love mm. um, and being that light that the world sees yeah. a church that's very, very different and responds to injustice very Good. differently from the world. Mm. And it can have, you know, its resources, its tools, the, the equipment of the Holy Spirits, the equipping of the saints, so that r- the circumstance is not going to change the way the church is operating, right? Regardless of who's in the White House or regardless of this, that, and the other, how can we really root ourselves in the gospel message that is unchanged, mm-hmm. that, that has always been and will always be, so that we aren't phased so easily. You know, it's always that line, in the world, not of the world. How do, how, how do I do that? Mm-hmm. Bear one another's burdens, but don't walk in the counsel of the wicked. How? Yeah. Right? <laughs> have a love posture. Have a re- and you mentioned this, theology of love. Have a pretty a, a good understanding of what God has done for you, so it empowers you and puts a perspective in your mind of how you can interact with other people. Right. You're doing it out of, he's doing it out of you. You're not doing it out of him. That's why I want to do that, John 15. I mean, a lot of other passages, but always that posture is resting in God's love for me. Like, that's the only place out of which I can learn to love others and grow in forgiving Mm. others is seeing how Christ has forgave me. Learn, you know, those. It won't be contingent on their response. It won't be contingent on other people doing it to you, but but rather, yeah, really resting, resting in the Lord. John 13. 34 and 35 says a new commandment I give to you that you love one another just as I have loved you you also are to love one another by by this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another Mm. and that is what you were talking about in your sermon about us being that priest that by by our love Mm. that is how people will see who God is And being those ministers, the the church, those people, those the holy yeah. set of that's apart why ones. you're quoting from. It's my favorite passage in all the scripture, scriptures. That oh. the, <laughs> the last discourse there in John, um, but but the very beginning of that starts in John 13. That this whole upper room or last discourse, oh, right. as it's called, mm-hmm. you know. And when you get to that verse where where Jesus says, "Love one another the way I have loved you," when we hear that, 
um, we picture Jesus on the cross because that's the great demonstration of his love. Mm. But that's but Jesus hadn't gone to the cross yet when he mm. said, love one another the way I have loved, loved you. you. The yeah. immediate context of that is the washing of one another, the mm. disciples' feet, right? So, so the call of that is the example that he started the whole discourse off with, which was to get down as that humble servant mm. and serve, serve. The, yeah. his disciples. And so that's our call. That's, mm-hmm. you know, that's where he said, love one another the way I have loved you, is to be people that are serving one another, washing one another's feet. Um, and isn't you know, that that's, just a just... beautiful, I mean, what a beautiful Lord. And mm. he's high and lifted up, yet he comes to the lowly and he washes his enemy's feet essentially yeah. and then goes yeah, to the judas cross is still and... there when he washes the yeah, feet you know yeah. judas is you know it's so you know it's beautiful i love mm. that's why i love that passage because mm-hmm. it is uh just mm. setting that stage for what is the christian life but that's the that's the yeah. slippery slope right we hyper spiritualize that passage or that context we assume it's referring to the cross mm. but there's very practical specific implications of it and yeah. and and God, and you've mentioned this already, even just on the podcast. God demystified this stuff when He sent His Son, and it was yeah. it was tangible. It was there. Oh, oh, and it, there was a lot of why would you do that? Right. <laughs> like all these. Yeah, encounters. you'll get me on a whole tangent with John 15 because that's my favorite <laughs> chapter in the Bible, right? Because yeah. because well, too often, right? They are very interconnected, mm-hmm. but too often when that passage is taught, people will teach the first eight verses, mm-hmm. and the whole point of those first eight verses is to basically say you can't do anything unless you're abiding in Christ. The whole mm-hmm. The point of the first date is just to say it is so important. This is the essential ingredient to mm. live in the Christian life. But he doesn't explain what it means. It's still kind of mystical. It's this weird phrasing, what yeah, do you mean yeah. abide in me? But then starting in verse 9 is when he now makes it practical. This is how now. you. Mm. And so too often when that passage is taught, they'll teach the first eight Stop verses, and eight. then people will come up with ideas of what it means right. to abide. Well, right. it yeah. means to... You know, whatever. For, for Read me, my Bible this, every morning. Yeah. It means to you know those kind of things. Yeah. Where Jesus doesn't leave it, missed, he brings yeah. it down yeah. into the concrete when, and right. expounds on this is what it looks like. This is right. what it means to abide in me. Oh. Our our small group did a little exercise last night. Uh, we we went through the Ten Commandments and pulled out. Your favorite three. <laughs> <laughs> the one you broke the well, most what, often. What, no. Well, one thing. One one thing. I think. Oh. I think it was maybe R.C. Sproul, but he he Mm. said, this is just a little bit of an aside, but he said for his students, he would uh, do a pop quiz. And uh, now, mind you, these are all like seminary, you know, well-trained people. And uh, he'd he'd have them list the Ten Commandments in order. And like, I think more than 80, 90% of them couldn't do it. Right. And then... If they could, then they, if they could get them all, all 10, they couldn't get them in order and all that kind of thing. Yeah. But anyway, that's just an aside. Yeah, but, that's funny. Um, but we'd, in our small group last night, we went through each of the 10 commandments and just pulled out how, you know, where is love in each commandment. That's um, awesome to do. Yeah. So it was a, it was a really good practical ac- exercise good. Yeah. for us. And that was uh, kind of hopefully maybe one of the little side benefits of these two weeks is yes. for us. Cause in our, in our new Testament church, we'll, we focus on the new Testament, yeah. and, uh, but the old Testament is all there pointing to Christ and laying that groundwork yeah. and is mm-hmm. so rich to our it, under, it adds color to the things Jesus is saying and doing, you know, right. when he says, I came to fulfill the law and prophets. Well, you know, if we don't, understand what's going on with the law and prophets what are the, you right know, it's can... it's more than just like well, you can love your neighbor by not killing them <laughs> there's right. more mm. to yeah that. <laughs> right right yeah yeah so 
Yeah, I'm glad really that good. was one of the one of the yeah. things you guys came. Yeah, away, it was so. it was good. So that's awesome. Well, thank you guys for being here. That was a super sweet discussion. Uh, jump into an outro and some announcements, unless there are any final words. No. Good. Good for now. Okay. Yeah. Simeon, you're the man. Thank you for doing sound stuff. Uh, I'm going to channel my inner Mark Francis here. Uh, the role of women in the church uh, seminar coming up this weekend, Saturday, October 31st, 9 a.m. to noon uh, in the main sanctuary here at FBC. Uh, there will be a Q&A time, so a lot of people come and will have a chance to ask some questions after they hear from all the different pastors and elders. So really good opportunity to hear where FBC is coming from. And I want to encourage everybody to come to that. I want to oh, encourage, yeah. you know, as the youth pastor, i got to put in this plug, but I want to encourage our youth, especially, mm-hmm. you know, high school kids that are, can really wrestle with this stuff. I encourage so them good. to come and hear this. What are, you know, what are the Bible pa- key Bible passages and hear them taught? And, and, yeah. then, and then how do you take these principles and apply them in a local mm-hmm. body setting? It's and, relevant. And, yeah, mm-hmm. very relevant and very mm-hmm. much something that our youth are going to be faced with wherever mm-hmm. they go off. To, mm. you know it can it's uh, good so important come to that yeah yeah absolutely also we just have this ongoing thing of, of prioritizing the body and if you go to our website fbcva.life it's right there a button you can click on and it has just everything under the sun so if you find yourself driving down the road really wondering what you want to do how you want to serve and get plugged in there's everything from community group biblical training center classes serving in a ministry you can attend different services seminars uh women in the word men's discipleship groups i mean this church has so oh, much going I have, on i have yeah. a, i have a comment about that so okay. the i don't know what the site is but i think it's something slash serving um for our our main website you mean yes okay somewhere somewhere yeah. on there um but it has like immediate needs of things that areas that are like right now that you could sign up and jump in and do mm-hmm. and um we were looking at that last night in our small group with just different That's ideas awesome. and ways that we could serve yeah. as a group um mm-hmm. but there's lots of different I, I know right now that preschool and the yeah they're looking the for nursery volunteers, are looking for folks yeah, even for this saturday i think they're still looking for some volunteers right. yeah. i think yep. there's child care for the thing yep. okay yeah. cool Awesome. Well, thank you to our listeners. Uh, you guys mean the world to us, and it's been awesome to hear your feedback and encouragement on on just what this has done for for our church life and just the ability. Even uh, Alicia's community group does a good job of this. You know, bringing the sermon to a, to a conversational level, couch room discussion, and then also pivoting into a church life response. How we can get plugged in, how we can serve, how we can just paint that picture of the body and what it means to be a part of it. So, as a reminder, you can find us on podcast services all over the place. Uh, audio and video will go up on YouTube as well as podcast services everywhere. The fact of the matter, everybody that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless.